All right, the Raiders are ready to take the field, and we'll be ready for baseball as Austin P. will send the lineup of Abros, Bolton, and Delancey, first three hitters, to face the left-hander Trent Siebert. And you might uh, give us some numbers on the sure well. Siebert. Uh, Trent Siebert will make, uh, be making his uh, sixth appearance, second start. He is uh, thrown 16 and third innings, given up six run, seven runs, six of them earned on 14 hits, three walks, 16 strikeouts. Opponents hitting 230 against uh, the left-hander. He's got an ERA of 3.31 and a record of one and two. 6-2, 190, a senior. He is from Fuquay Barina, North Carolina and a transfer from Charleston Southern. And coming off uh, an excellent start in his last start here at home against Lipscomb through six and a third scoreless innings. He'll be pitching to his uh, battery mate, Mason Spears, with Brett Coker and Fausto Lopez on the left side of the infield, JT Mabry and Bryson Thomas on the right side. And in the outfield, it will be Sanders, Benson, and Nagishi. Reese Smithfield, 330 feet down each line, 395 to straightaway center field. Flagpole is behind the batter's eye in straightaway center field, 365 to the power alleys in left and right field, and the scoreboard in right center field just towering over the outfield fence and the 365 sign there. A lot going on on this campus this week, John. Oh, we you got that right. Boys State Basketball Tournament going on over across the way at the Murphy Center. And then we'll have women's basketball Thursday night following the state tournament's last game on Thursday. It'll be Middle Tennessee and the Wofford Terriers in the Women's National Invitation Tournament a first round game here for the Lady Raiders, eight o'clock on Thursday night. And uh, tickets, uh, $10. $10 tickets, general admission. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Come one, come all. <laughs> so here's Gino Averos, senior right fielder to step in for the governors, a little guy, he's 5'7". 185, a senior from Clarksville, and he went to Rossview High School there. First pitch from Siebert, right in there for a call strike. We're underway. At 6.03. 6.03 is correct. One strike to count to Averos, who swings and foul tips this pitch right in front of the plate, and the count will go to 0-2. Two strikes the count on the Austin P right fielder. <coughs> Outfield playing him just about straight away. Pitch low and outside for ball one. One ball and two strikes. Vincent in fairly shallow in center field and a few steps over into right center. And the one-two pitch foul straight back to the screen. And the count will hold at a ball and two strikes. Just about an entirely right, well, it is an entirely right-handed hitting batting order for the Governors against the left-hander Siebert. They have two switch hitters 
in their lineup. The rest of them are straightaway right-handed hitters. Foul ball poked down the right field line. Somebody's going to have Negation. a shot at that, and it's going to be caught by the right fielder, Nagishi. I think he was a step or two in fair territory. The ball was curving. Now batting the shortstop. So that will be out number one as Nagishi takes care of the pop fly off the bat of Avros. And with one out, John Bolton, the shortstop, will stand in. Nagishi made that play, but Bryson Thomas was out there and uh, JT Mabry was over there as well. First pitch to Bolton and Siebert lays it right down the middle for a call strike. Out of Memphis University School, Bolton is a senior. He's hitting 327 and takes the pitch high and away. One ball and one strike. One out here in the top of the first inning. We are just underway with Blue Raider baseball. Siebert with the 1-1 pitch outside for a ball, and it's two balls and one strike. Benson swung back over playing just about straight away in center field for this right-handed hitter. 2-1 pitch is swung on, hit in the air into right center, and Nagishi drifting back will make the catch for out number two. Good route there on that, uh, on that uh, baseball. He knew where it was going all the way. So in two batters, Nagishi's had to come way in and make a catch and then go way back and make a catch, and he handled both chances flawlessly. Here's Ty Delancey, the first baseman. Two outs, bases empty, first inning. Pitch is high, ball one to Delancey. Comes in hitting 308. Has one home run and has driven in 14. Pitch to the plate. Off-speed pitch, a little bit high. Four ball two. Austin P. decked out in uh, the dark tops. Gray pants. And white numerals. Little red trim. Is that a black top or a navy blue top, John? It is definitely black. Two balls, no strikes. Pitch is high for ball, well, actually, ball four. So a four pitch walk to Delancey with two outs in the first inning, and the batter will be Alexander, the designated hitter. Well, they're wearing red batting helmets, but uh, their hats are black. So Siebert with his first base runner here in the first inning. He'll take a look over there and throw to first base. Oh, he almost, uh, Bryson Thomas had to make a pretty good play there. That, uh, that was not the A move. He was just letting him know, I know you're there, but uh, almost threw that ball away. Bryson Thomas holding him close. Pitches a strike at the knees. Nothing and one to Alexander. 397 coming in for this right-handed batter. He is their leading hitter. Both teams have their leading hitter in the cleanup spot. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Well, it does to me. Ball hit in the air to left center field. He got a lot of that one. Everybody on a long run, and that one is going to be out of the ballpark. 
That is a two-run homer for Alexander. And the Governors, as soon as Alexander touches home plate, will be up by a score of two to nothing here in the first inning. His second home, I'm sorry, his third home run of the season. RBIs number 17 and 18. That's the second home run Siebert has given up this year. So after retiring the first two batters, he finds himself trailing two to nothing. The pitch is low and inside to Jeremy Wagner, the left fielder. 15th home run given up to opponents by Blue Raider pitching this season. One ball, no strikes. There's a swing and a foul. Back to the screen, the count goes to one and one. The Raiders find themselves in an early hole here in the first inning, trailing two to nothing. Pitch strike on the inside corner, and it's one and two. Uh, what is it they say about walks, Dick? They'll come back to haunt you. They sure will. Swing and a miss. Spears, the ball in the dirt, will throw the runner out at first, and that's going to be all in the first the inning. But in first, Austin P comes up with no two runs no on one hit. The there were no miscues and nobody left on base. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. Austin P, two, and Middle Tennessee coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom half of inning number one. Raiders trailing by a score of two to nothing. We'll have Lopez, Mabry, and Coker to face a right-hander, Colin Luce. Now, he spells his last name L-O-O-S-E, the former basketball coach and A.D. Dave Luce spells his name L-O-O-S. Here's Lopez. Lopez hitting 310, has hit three home runs, and two of them came in the first series of the season. Loose delivers the first pitch and it is swung on and missed. Strike one. 
Nothing and one to the Blue Raider leadoff batter here in the first inning. J.T. Mabry will follow, and then it will be Brett Coker. Loose with the pitch, breaking ball in for a strike. And the count will go to 0 and 2. Well, I've got my headset back, Dick, so I can uh, give you the uh, numbers on loose here in a second. Two strikes the count. And the pitch. Swing and a foul back. Uh, Colin Luce making his uh, first start, seventh appearance of the season. He's thrown seven and third innings, given up six, uh, five, uh, six runs, five of them earned on nine hits, four walks, six strikeouts. Strike three, and make that seven strikeouts and now. And a 6.14 ERA that just went down, no record. Lopez called out on strikes on a pretty good-looking pitch on the inside corner. And with one out, the batter is J.T. Mabry. Mabry stands in at 2-12. Had a bit of a slow start with the bat this season. Looks at the first pitch and a call strike. Letter high. Loose has come in throwing nothing but strikes. Austin P. Enfield with Robinson and Bolton on the left side. And that ball hit in the air into left center field. They're on a long run near the wall, and that one's going to be hauled in by the left fielder, Wagner, on the warning track. Well, Wagner uh, didn't think the ball was going to carry that far. He was uh, His route to the baseball was... Kind of unusual. He was coming across uh, from uh, towards left center, and then realized that ball was uh, hit a little bit harder, and had to then correct his. Uh, and you're right; he was right up against the fence when he caught that ball. Here's Brett Coker takes a strike call, nothing and one. Brett hitting 230. He's hit three home runs, driven in eight here on the young season. One strike to count, a swing and a miss. Took a little bit off and Coker out in front of that pitch. The count will go to 0-2 and and still nothing but strikes from this redshirt senior, Colin Luce. The 0-2 pitch coming to Coker and he swings and hits it high in the air down the right field line. Everybody on a long run, they can't get to it. Valiant effort from the first baseman Ty Delancey, he uh, sacrificed his body a little bit on that one, Dick. So the count will hold at two strikes. I'm not sure that I would want to go diving into that uh, that uh, that track out there by the wall or over there by the fence. It's kind of like uh, ground up brick, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little scratchy. <laughs> two strikes to Coker. And the right-hander delivers, swung on and fouled back to the Blue Raider on deck circle where Mason Spears, who's waiting to hit next, will pick it up. Looks like an infielder. Count remains 0-2. And loose with the pitch. And that would hit him, I think. It did. It did. So Brett hit by a pitch will meander down to first base. 
and the batter will be Mason Spears. Well, that is the uh, second batter in those. Uh, in, let's see, he's up to he's up to eight innings now. So in eight innings, he's hit uh, two batters. Spears at 394, had a great series at Auburn, seven out of 14 with a home run. Coker always a threat to run is at first base. Pitch is high for ball one. That's the first pitch other than the uh, pitch he hit Coker with that's been outside of the strike zone. And uh, what he was doing, it looked like a changeup, either that or some kind of a breaking ball that didn't break. One ball, no strikes. With two outs here in the first inning. Raiders trailing two to nothing. And a shot to left field, that's a base hit. And runners will be at first and second. Oh, he has got the hot hand. Spears, sharp single just past the shortstop, Bolton. So with two men on and two outs, Nathan Sanders is the batter. Nathan also had a great series at Auburn, five out of nine with two home runs. Left-handed hitter. Out of Smyrna, Tennessee. Pitch high and outside, ball one. Sanders for the season is at 312, and he also has three home runs and is driven in 12. One ball, no strikes. Runners lead at first and second. Loose with the pitch and popped into left field deep. Uh. Back to the wall, it's off the wall. Two runs are gonna score and Sanders will wind up at second base with a two run double. Dick, I tell you what, the ball is carrying to, uh, to the outfield tonight. That is uh, the second ball this inning that uh, has fooled the left fielder. And I'm looking at the flagpole and the wind seems uh, to be absolutely dead at the moment. Yeah, wow. So two runs in, that ball off the wall in left center field. <clears throat> and the batter is Bryson Thomas. Well, if you're gonna give up two, uh, two runs in the top of the first, this is the way you answer it. You come back and uh, put two up yourself. Thomas at 364. And the pitch to him outside in the dirt, ball one. And. Uh, Going back to Sanders' uh, double, you know, he's a left-handed hitter. That uh, that was sliced uh, opposite field, which is another reason it surprised me a little bit that it carried as far as it did. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to carry that far either. Thomas swings and fouls one into the screen. One ball and one strike. Bryson is a senior. He's... And Arander, I think this is his fifth year. You know, because of that, uh, that 2020 season. One ball, one strike. Seems like uh, everybody has been around a long, long time. High inside. Right. That went right up on his bill of his batting helmet. Yeah, that was in his face. Two balls and a strike. Wasn't thrown very hard, though, so he didn't have to do a lot of ducking on that. 
Jordan Getzelman coaching at third. Forrest Arnold down at first base. And they've had some uh, business here in the first inning. The pitch high, ball three. Three and one to Thomas. Those outfielders playing a little bit deeper now. <laughs> they sure are, especially that left fielder. Three balls and a strike. Runner leads from second. The pitch swung on and missed. So this will be a go pitch for uh, Sanders. Thomas had a home run cut at that. Yeah, sure did. 3-2, two, two outs. Runner will be moving on the pitch, so uh, even a single will score that run. Full count to Bryson Thomas. Nathan Sanders leading at second base. There he goes. Pitch swung on, hit in the air down the right field line. Again, we've got a trio on a long run, and nobody can catch it. Yeah, ball foul, uh, falls foul. Uh, that was uh, Jonah Beeman. No, Greg Abros that uh, came over. That was the uh, right fielder. Dove for the ball just uh, about a foot short. So Sanders back to second base. And we'll have another 3-2 offering coming to Bryson Thomas. Needs to put it in play here. Nagishi waiting to hit next. Out of the stretch, the pitch. Swung on, hit into center field, not deep. Center field coming in. Ball's going to drop in front of him, and Sanders will score. <laughs> you know what, Dick? Uh, first of all, you're starting the runner. That helps. But uh, those uh, two uh, balls, the outfield, earlier in the inning had moved, as you said, both, all three of the outfielders back farther. If the center fielder, uh, Luna, had been playing where he had been playing earlier, he probably catches that baseball. So the Raiders take the lead at three to two, and we're still in the first inning. And here is Tatsuneri Nagishi. Raider right fielder comes in at 224. He is a left-handed batter. Thomas at first, and the ball grounded to second. Beeman has it over to first, and that will retire the side. So Nagishi grounds to second base, but in the inning, the Raiders come up with three runs. There were three hits, and they will strand one runner. We've completed one full inning. It's Middle Tennessee 3, Austin P2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. 
The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. We go to the top of the second inning. Raiders now leading by a score of three to two as Michael Robinson will be the first hitter for the Governors. Robinson, Luna, and Cotto, the catcher. Against the left-hander, Trent Siebert, who now has a three to two lead. First pitch and first strike. Nice curveball. Nothing in one to Robinson. 333 is his batting average with one home run. And strike two is called. Siebert has to be feeling a little better going out there with a one-run lead after giving up a two-run homer in the top of the first inning. There's a ball smashed. That's a fair ball down to third baseline. Rolls into foul territory. Sanders over to pick it up and to throw to no throw to second. Lopez couldn't handle the relay from Sanders. I don't think they would have had a chance at second base no, I, I, anyway. Actually, uh, the no throw probably uh, was as good a move as anything they could have done. You always run the risk on a situation like that, particularly if you're having trouble with the baseball. Bad throw, and all of a sudden you've got a runner at third. So that is the second base hit for the Governors, and the batter will be Skyler Luna, center fielder. 5'10", 175, Clarksville High School. Hits one into the into right center. Caught there by Nagishi, and the runner will tag and advance to third. Pretty strong throw from right field. Yeah, a uh, little bit uh, late, uh, and then Coker had a little trouble hanging on to the baseball once he caught it, but uh, Robinson was already in. So runner at third now with one out, and the batter is Cotto, the catcher, hitting 167. Right-handed batter. And Siebert's pitch to him is hit on one hop to Lopez. He'll go to first, and Thomas will make a nice play to tag the runner out, but the run from third will score. And that will tie this game at three runs apiece. I thought they had a play at the plate, Dick. You know, I thought so, too. And Lopez made kind of an in-between throw to first, which was the reason it pulled Thomas off the bag. I think he was trying to decide whether to throw home or or go to first. Scored 6-3 on the putout. Second out in the inning. The run scores. It's 3-3, and the first pitch to the number nine hitter, Beeman, is fouled away for strike one. And you give Cotto an RBI on, on that. Swing and a miss. Count will go to nothing and two to Jonah Beeman. He's the second baseman, a switch hitter, batting right-handed against the Raider lefty. That pitch comes in low. Over the plate, but low, one and two. So Austin P got two runs in the first. They've added one here in the second. 
Raiders with a three-run first inning. Just missed outside. Spears held it for a moment. Let the plate umpire Jeff Bottoms have a good look at it. Didn't change his opinion. Count is two and two. There's a swing and a miss and struck him out. <laughs> and Spears. Did you see what Spears did? I did. He threw the ball into left field. I, I guess he forgot there were two outs. He was going to throw it to third. But uh, Coker, the third baseman, was already running to the dugout. Which is what they – somebody going to go chase that baseball? So that is strikeout number two for Siebert in the inning. They pick up one run on one hit. Nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the third. Austin P3, Middle Tennessee 3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Take this game to the bottom half of inning number two and leading off for the Raiders, Jackson Galloway takes a hefty cut at the first pitch, fouls it straight back. Galloway's in the DH slot for this game, hitting 265 at his first Blue Raider home run down at Auburn in the weekend series and went two out of seven. Swings at this pitch and pops it up in the infield. First baseman coming in, Delancey will make the catch for out number one. That was a major league pop-up. Stayed in the air a long time. So with one out, the batter is Luke Vinson. Raider center fielder. You didn't see Miss Hannah come in, did you, John? Uh, I did. In fact, I thought you did. I did also. Here's Vincent swinging at the first pitch, fouling it away. Four strike one. Now the third baseman respecting Vincent's speed is playing yeah. almost up on the grass. Swing, and this one is chopped down to that the second baseman in the air and uh, caught by Beeman for out number two. That two was, up, two down. That was not your hard hit line drive. No. That was more like a lollipop line drive. Here's Fausto Lopez. Some times don't they call that a humpback liner? Lopez called out on strikes in the first inning. Takes the pitch outside for ball one. 
That strikeout by Luce is his only strikeout of the game. Lopez fouls this one off the screen, and the count is one and one. Seventy degrees at game time. Some scattered clouds. Two outs here in the second inning, and Lopez hits one into center field, and that one will be caught by the center fielder, Luna, for out number three. So three up, three down in the second inning for the Raiders. Nothing across. We've completed two full innings, and we are tied. Middle Tennessee three and Austin P3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WTNS. We go to the third inning in a 3-3 tie as Trent Siebert on the mound making his final warm-up tosses. Remember, the Raiders will open conference play on Friday against the Old Dominion Monarchs. That will be a 6 o'clock game Friday evening. And then on Saturday, the teams will play at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And at, uh, on Sunday, it's an 11 a.m. start. Are they flying? They must be flying. Oh, yes. Okay. Here's the leadoff batter, Avros who flied out in the first inning, takes the pitch low and outside for ball one. You know, Dick, uh, 15 minutes before this ball game, we were wondering whether or not we'd have any crowd to pick up on the crowd, Mike, but this crowd is uh, turning into a nice crowd. Swinging strike. And we're uh, sweater wetter before we're through. It's $2 day, $2 admission. Swing and a miss. One and two to Abros. Two dollar hot dogs. Our friend Chip Walters told us that a two dollar hot dog is worth every penny of it. Here's the one two pitch and a swing and a miss and Abros down on strikes. Got him on a breaking ball. First Vision Bank is our strikeout sponsor. They're proud to be a partner of MTSU Athletics. Don't strike out on your banking services. First Vision Bank providing more power to your business. Back-to-back strikeouts uh, for Trent Siebert. He got uh, Beeman to 
finish off the uh, second and Averose to get started here in the third. Bolton swings at the first pitch, fouls it back. Count is one strike to the Austin P. shortstop. John Bolton fly to right in the first inning. Swing and a miss, and he is in an 0-2 hole. One out, top of the third. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be listening on our vast Blue Raider network. The pitch, blowing outside. One ball, two strikes. There's one out, bases are empty here in the third inning. And Siebert with the pitch, hit down the right field line, but foul. Nagishi made a little bit of an effort, but when he saw it was going to be yeah. far out of play. And I think he that's one of those moves where you say, Coach, I am paying attention. One and two the count. Game tied, 3-3. We're in the top of the third inning. A swing and a miss. And Siebert has banned three in a row now. That is his fourth strikeout of the game. And with two outs, the batter is Ty Delancey. He drew a four-pitch walk in the first inning prior to Alexander's home run. Two outs, space is empty. Swung on, fouled back to the backstop. Lights finally starting to take effect here, Dick. Maybe they'll help us see those fly balls a little better. Well, I hope so. That uh, I, 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 I pitch just missed inside, one and one. What was it uh, in the last inning uh, when uh, Lopez flied out to center field? I was worried whether the center fielder was going to even see the ball. I wasn't worried, but uh, swing to the foul to the screen, one and two. But it was definitely twilight. So. Now you can see the green again. Bases empty, two outs. Delancey chops this one foul off to the left side. Going to roll over by the Austin P dugout down the third baseline. Count holes at one and two. We told you about the governor's color combination, the Raiders and the home whites. Royal blue. And the one-two pitch, foul back this way off the screen. They're wearing the pinstripes today, Dick. You've got better eyesight. Oh, you've got the binoculars. I've, I've got the binoculars. That's the <laughs> only way I can tell that. And the pitch. Swung on, hit up the middle. That is going to get through for a base hit for Delancey, who reaches base for the second time. Now and this off is, Siebert, that is hit number three. That would be correct. And uh, this Jack next guy is Alexander. Jack Alexander, who has one of those hits. And uh, that was the, the big fly back in the first inning that uh, put the governors on top two to nothing. So here's Alexander. 
came in hitting 397. And the first pitch to him is swung on and fouled down the left side. Well, he's got a nice, easy swing, doesn't he? One strike to count. Even that, uh, that foul ball was well struck. Nice, easy swing just out in front of it. Delancey, the runner at first with two outs. Siebert comes set. Pitch high and outside. Spears keeping a close eye on the base runner. One ball and one strike to Alexander. The lefty's at the belt. And delivers. Low and inside. Got away from Spears momentarily. The runner will advance to second. And I think that will be charged as a wild pitch, or was he running? I don't think he was running. I don't think he was either until the ball went in the dirt. And the ball didn't, uh, the ball didn't get very far from Spears. In no. fact, it was uh, in his, uh, between his two feet. So the count goes to two and one, and now runner at second in scoring position for Alexander. Here's the pitch. Inside, and this one gets away from Spears. The runner going to third. He is sliding in there head first safely. And that will be ball three, so. Well, that first one they're calling a pass ball. This one I'm sure would be a wild pitch, wouldn't you think? I, th I would think so. So now, Delancey has advanced all the way to third base, 90 feet away, and count three and one to Alexander, and there was a strike called on the outside corner. Oh, well, Dick, they called that second one a pass ball as well. So the count goes full to Alexander, and there's ball four, and that one was in the dirt. <clears throat> So now runners at first and third with two outs. Now batting the left fielder, Jeremy Wagner. That is the, what is that, second walk given up uh, by Siebert? I believe it is. That is correct. He uh, walked uh, Delancey in the first inning, and now here in the third, he uh, walks Alexander. Alexander's at first. I'd say Alexander's one I wouldn't mind walking. Delancey at third, two outs. The batter is Wagner, who struck out in the first inning, takes the pitch high, ball one. Siebert not quite as sharp as he was the last time we saw him here when he went six and a third scoreless against Lipscomb. One ball, no strikes. A swing and a miss, Wagner. Chased a fastball, didn't get it. Comes in hitting 271. Young man from Crozet, Virginia. 6-1. One ball, one strike. Runners first and third. Swinging a foul back to the backstop. One and two the count.
Siebert throwing an awful lot of uh, pitches. Trying to get out of this inning. Pitch fouled away. Chased an outside pitch. Just got the tip end of the bat on it. Count holding at one ball and two strikes. You're right about the crowd, John. Nice crowd and nice baseball weather for yeah. this Tuesday evening. Unfortunately, that uh, business off to the, uh, and that's a ball. And business off to what is that? The uh, southwest of us is has um, got a little bit of rain in it. Apparently, we got about a forty percent chance of rain in the next hour. Two and two, the count. Runners lead at first and third. Siebert out of the stretch. The two-two pitch is swung on and hit into left center field. That is Benson. Moving over to make the grab for out number three. So that is all in the third. No runs, a hit. Two men left, and we'll go to the bottom of the third inning. Middle Tennessee three and Austin P three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Go to the bottom of the third inning in a 3-3 game. Raiders will have the two, three, and four hitters to face right-hander Colin Luce. Here in the third, it'll be Mabry, Coker, and Mason Spears. JT Mabry flied to left in the first inning. He bats him from the right side. The pitch is outside for ball one. Luce got the first two hitters in the uh, first inning, then uh, gave up a hit a batter and gave up three straight hits, which turned into three straight runs. Yeah, the Raiders did everything with two outs in that first inning. Got the Raiders one, two, three in the uh, in the, the second. This ball two to Mabry, two and oh. So pitch count coming into this inning was only 30. Right-hander delivers. That is a strike at the knees. Mm. Two balls, one strike. Looked like a slider. Mabry in the Auburn series over the weekend was three out of 13. 
the pitch. Swung on line to right. That's yeah. a base hit. Solid base hit to right field, and the Raiders have the leadoff man on in the third. That's what he's got to do. He's just got to go with the pitch, and that time he did, and goes opposite field. And Raiders have something working against Colin Luce. Hit number four off loose. And the batter is Brett Coker. Coker was hit by a pitch in the first inning with an 0-2 count. Spears waiting to hit next. Fastball misses, and it's ball one to Coker. Loose seems to have a lively fastball. Runner leads at first. And a ground ball to third. They'll go to second for one. And now the second baseman drops the ball. But they will say he had contact with the base when he had the ball. And on the exchange to make the throw to first, he dropped it. And I think that's a good call. Mabry is out at second. 5-4 for the putout. And Coker on the fielder's choice is at first. That was a tailor-made double play ball, John. I, I was uh, ready to call it. Or you were ready to call it. And I was ready to agree. Wow. That's, uh, that's he, the second baseman just couldn't handle the exchange from the glove to the hand. Let's see if the Raiders can take advantage of that now with Coker at first and one out. Here's Mason Spears, had a solid base hit in the first inning. And the pitch to him is low inside, ball one. Spears swinging a hot bat, seven out of 14 in the Auburn series. And a solid base hit to open his first at bat in this series. One ball, no strikes. Long look by Luce. The runner goes. The pitch low and inside. Throw to second. And he's safe. Safe at second. Good throw, though. Cotto uh, made that a close play. He did give uh, Coker his third stolen base of the season. Two balls and no strikes now to Spears. Coker in scoring position. And a 2-0 count to Spears. Loose comes set. Checks the runner at second. And a swing and a miss. I don't know if that was a strike or not. It was on the outside portion. Mason apparently thought it was. Here's a number for you, Dick. Spears is batting 700, 7 for 10 with the runners in scoring position. We got one down there now, so let's see what he can do. Two balls and a strike. Swing and a fly ball. Shallow into right field, and the second baseman backing up will make the catch just three or four steps behind the infield dirt. It's out number two. 
And the batter is Nathan Sanders. Sanders double to left field back in the first inning to drive in two runs. Time is called, and we will have the head coach, Travis Jansen, make a visit to the mound. We're going to have a new pitcher. They're going to a left-hander. That is going to be all for Colin Luce. So we will have a pitching change. And while that's going on, we'll let you, uh, we'll pause for just a moment. We'll be back to tell you about the new pitcher after this on the Blue Raider Network from Deerfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. And his name is Dan. A new pitcher on for Austin P. Danny Doheny. Yeah, man, he is making his uh, Austin P debut. No numbers on Doheny. A right-hander. Now pitching right. for Austin P. Zach Wyatt. Here's Nathan what? Sanders. They've changed numbers on us, Dick. And the pitch to the plate is high for ball one. That's right, it is. 56 is Wyatt, not Doheny. So it is 56. It is 56. Wyatt. Yep. So I think we got some numbers on Wyatt. Zach Wyatt, 6'1", a senior from Seymour, Tennessee. Making his uh, seventh appearance. He's thrown nine and a third innings, giving up ten runs all earned on nine hits, seven walks, 17 strikeouts. Opponents hitting 265. He's got a one-and-run record, but he's also got a 9.64 ERA. Runner second base, Coker. And that pitch fouled out of play. Count goes to one and two on Sanders. Nathan had a big two-run double in the first inning. Driving in his 13th and 14th runs of the season. One ball and two strikes. And the right-hander delivers high outside, <laughs> ball two. <clears throat> I 
Mabry led off the inning with a single, was forced at second by Coker, who then stole second. So Brett is down there with two outs, 2-2 two, two pitch outside, ball three. Full count now to Nathan Sanders. Wyatt ready to pitch. Checks the runner at second. And Sanders swings and misses. Strike three. That's going to be all for the Raiders in the third inning. No runs a hit. And one man left. So Wyatt comes in, gets a strikeout. Totals after three for Austin P. Three runs, three hits. They have left two men on base. And for Middle Tennessee, three runs on four hits. The Raiders have stranded two. Neither team has committed an error yet. So after three innings, it's Middle Tennessee three and Austin P three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. We go to the fourth inning. It's around the top of the hour, so let's pause. 10 for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Well, the first pitch of the fourth inning hits the batter Robinson. He takes his position down at first base with nobody out. First hit batsman for Siebert, who has walked a couple. And the batter is Skyler Luna, the center fielder, flied out. His first appearance takes a strike call, nothing and one. Robinson on at first base. Hit by a pitch. Pitch is just outside for ball, one ball and one strike. Raider infield looking for two. The Raiders have only pulled six double plays this season. Yeah. That's uh, atypical of the Blue Raiders. We usually do a pretty good job with double plays. Here's a 1-1. Strike caught the inside corner. 
And it is one and two. Bryson Thomas holding the runner at first. And a one ball, two strike count to the batter, Luna. The pitch, a swing and a miss and struck him out. Siebert records strikeout number five as he got Luna swinging. And the batter is Koto, the catcher. Koto is a native of Arizona. 6'2", about 210, and out of Goodyear, Arizona. It's right outside of Phoenix. Coteau grounded to short his first time up. Whacks at this first one, fouls it off over by the visitors on deck circle. One strike to count. You know, you can see Goodyear, Arizona from the air, though, and know what you're looking at because Goodyear... The rubber company has a huge, huge test track that is big enough that you can see it for from up up above. One strike to count. The pitch. Line foul. Back to the screen. 0-2. So that sounds like the, a, a note from personal experience. I, I have flown over it. Yes, I have. Two strikes to count on Koto. Runner at first, one out. And the pitch swung on, popped foul down the right side, and that one's out of play. Count holding at 0-2. Day one of the boys' state basketball tournament. They should be about finished over there by now. I think the last game started at uh, 6 or 5.45. Here's the pitch. Swung on, hit up the middle. That will be a base hit. And now the Governors will have runners at first and second with just one out. Well, this would be the time for one of those rare double plays. Set number four off Siebert. Who has walked two, hit a batter, struck out five. And the batter, the number nine hitter, is Beeman. Now Thomas is going to, the first baseman is going to play in front of the runner. Thinking this guy might be bunting, but instead he is swinging away and missed that first pitch. Strike one. Well, he missed uh, some pitches in his first at-bat, too. Struck out swinging. First and second, one out. Sieber trying to pitch out of trouble here in the fourth in a 3-3 game. Swing, that pitch is uh, out of play, fouled out of play. Nothing and two. Coker and Lopez on the left side of the infield. Mabry and Thomas on the right side. Thomas has moved back behind the runner now. Two strikes to count. That's why. The pitch. 
Hit to the uh, Caroms off the pitcher is going to roll to the edge of the outfield grass. The runners will hold. Wow. And the bases are loaded. That's just bad luck. Ball caromed off the pitcher, Siebert, and rolled over toward third base, but past Coker. That was, uh, that had every uh, chance to be that double play ball we were looking for. So they'll have to give a hit on that, won't yeah, they? Yeah, you've got to give him a, an infield hit and uh, and just say, well, you chalk that one up. If it hits the runner, it's an out. If it hits the other guy and he doesn't catch it, or at least the pitcher like that, um, you don't give the pitcher an error. So and it could have been a double play ball. but Sure could uh, have. Instead, you got the bases loaded and just one out. Bases loaded, one out. Pitching coach Jerry Myers out talk to talk with Siebert well, as make the sure leadoff hitter okay. will be coming up. Yeah. So, again, the uh, the double play is in order with the bases loaded. Now batting, the and Avros has flied to right and Avros. struck out in his two at-bats. Well, you don't want him to fly to right here because that's going to be a run. You'd like to see him uh, pop up on the infield or ground, uh, ground one to Lopez at short or Coker at third. Avros, the 323 hitter, looks at a strike call, nothing in one. Game is tied 3 3. We're in the top of the fourth inning. Austin P got two in the first. The Raiders came back with three. The Governors tied it with a run in the second inning. And the two teams played a scoreless third. Swing and a ground ball foul over in front of the governor's dugout. And Siebert is ahead in the count, two strikes. Outfield not too deep. They'd like to have a chance to throw a runner out at the plate if he hits a fly ball. There's a pitch in low for a ball. One and two. Robinson, the runner at third. Coto at second and Beeman at first. I'm a little surprised that Coker is playing behind the bag. Pitch the plates high and away. Ball two. Two and two. Bases loaded, one out in the fourth inning for Austin P. Here's the pitch. Grounded foul outside the bag at third. Nice backhand stop by Coker. <laughs> but a foul ball. Count holding at two and two. I think we're glad, uh, should be glad that uh, that was foul. He was certainly not going to be uh, able to throw anybody out. Two-two pitch coming and foul back to the screen. Count holds at two and two. (laughs) 
Siebert trying to pitch out of a jam here in the fourth inning. Partially of his own making. Low and inside and the count goes full. You've had a hit batsman. A base hit. Had a ball that uh, ended up being a base hit. Yeah, two, two base hits, one yeah. an infield hit, right. That came off of uh, Siebert's leg. Just couldn't get out of the way. Full count, three and two. Siebert out of the stretch delivers and low for ball four. He has walked in a run. Robinson will come in to score. Everybody moves up 90 feet. Avros gets a, an RBI. Be his 11th of the season. That's the third walk given up by Siebert. It is now 4-3. Austin P and still just one out for the shortstop, John Bolton. Bases remain loaded with one out. Raiders sending, uh, who is that? It looks like uh, Dustin Sprong down to the bullpen. He's getting loose. Pitch to Bolton, low for ball one. Siebert has just not been able to find the strike zone with any consistency yeah. in this game. The pitch swung on, fouled out of play. One and one to count. Bases are loaded with one out here in the top of the fourth inning. Austin P has taken a four to three lead and a strike called on the inside corner. One and two. Siebert, the left-hander, has faced an exclusive right-hand hitting batting order in this game. One, two, fouled away, off to the right side. Here we are in the fourth inning. Three with just one out, and he's already up over 80 in his pitch count. One ball, two strikes the count. To John Bolton, the shortstop for the Governors. Bolton, a 327 hitter. It's this one in the right field, and that will be a base hit and bring in a run. So it is now 5-3 to three as Koto comes in to score. Nagishi did a good job of getting over there, getting that ball, and a good throw. Hit, uh, hit his cutoff man right on the on the fly, and that held that runner at third base because they wanted to try and score him. 
That is the third hit in the inning to go with a walk and a hit batsman. And the batter is Delancey, who's been on base twice. Pitch is a strike, nothing and one. Ty Delancey walked and scored in the first, singled in the third. He is the governor's first baseman. Bases loaded, still only one out. That pitch is low and inside. And the count goes to one and one. Delancey out of Dallas, Georgia. Came over from Chattanooga State Community College. 1-1 pitch, Mm. taken low for ball two. Two runs have scored here in the inning, and there's still just one out with the bases loaded. And as John mentioned, the Raiders have the bullpen working. A swing and a miss. And the count to Delancey is two and two. I'm thinking if uh, Siebert doesn't get uh, Delancey, we'll see the relief pitcher. Line drive. Thomas has got it and takes the bag at first. Double play. Inning over. Line drive to Bryson Thomas. Just beat the runner Bolton to the bag at first. And that will end the fourth inning with a line drive double play. So in the inning, Governor's come up with two runs on three hits. And they will leave two. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It is Austin P. five, Middle Tennessee three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Blue Raiders got out of that fourth inning <laughs> with the double play we've been looking for. It was not a conventional double play, but uh, a line drive to Bryson Thomas at first base. Pitchers Beat the runner friend. back to yeah. the bag, and that was. All for the Governors. They did score two runs. 
to take a 5-3 lead. And here's Bryson Thomas leading off the Raider fourth. Big cut and a foul back to the screen. Strike one. That inning could have been a lot worse, Dick, without the double play. Mm. Yeah, you can just see it written all over. Big, 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 big inning instead of a small, big inning. Thomas takes a pitch in there for a strike called, and it's nothing in two. Bryson had a base hit, drove in a run in the first inning. <clears throat> Here is Wyatt's pitch, swung on and missed. Got away from the catcher. Cotto will pick it up and throw to first base to retire Thomas for out number one. So, Zach Wyatt, the relief pitcher, has faced two batters and struck them both out. He got Sanders as the last out in the third inning and Thomas leading off the fourth. Here's Nagishi who grounded to second back in the first inning. Takes a cut at that first pitch, fouls it off to the left. One strike to count. Tatsunori Nagishi, 5'11", 190. Came from Orange Coast College to the Raiders this year. He's a native of Tokyo. Takes a strike and it's nothing in two. Zach Wyatt on the mound has come in and uh, kind of quieted the Raiders' bats. Yeah. Pitches outside, one and two. Wyatt, a native of Seymour, Tennessee, Motlow State Community College, and then on to Austin P. He's a senior. Here's the one-two pitch, and taken oh, for strike yeah. three. I guess she called out on strike, so that's three batters faced and three batters struck out. I think Nagishi was looking for something else. Here's Jackson Galloway. He popped out in the second inning, 0 for 1. Jackson bats from the right side. He's a newcomer to the Raiders this year out of Kansas City and Johnson County Community College. Takes the first pitch up high for ball one. Galloway, I think we mentioned his last at bat, had a home run, his first Blue Raider home run in the Auburn series. There's a strike. And the count will go to one and one on Galloway. These two teams played almost a year ago. They played on the 16th of March last season in Clarksville, and the Raiders won that game 4-2. to two. Swing and a miss, 1-2. and two. Raiders had three solo homers in the game mm-hmm. from Jake Hagenow, Hunter Sullivan, and J.T. Mabry. 
And the winning run on, uh, well, not necessarily the winning run, but the other run was unearned. Pitch low and inside. And the count two and two on Galloway. Two outs, bases empty, bottom of the fourth inning. Austin P leading five to three. Two two pitch. Strike three no. called, and he struck out the side. The, the last two of them called. Wyatt has faced four batters and struck out four. Raiders go down with nothing across in the fourth inning. We have completed four full innings. It is Austin P. Five, Middle Tennessee three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and cheer the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. We go to the fifth inning. Austin P. leading 5-3 to three and a new pitcher <clears throat> on for the Blue Raiders. And this will be Dustin Sprong. He's making his fourth appearance. He's thrown uh, four innings, given up three runs all earned on one hit. Three walks, five strikeouts. He's got a 6.75 ERA with no record. So Dustin coming on to start the fifth inning. Uh, Sophomore, right-hander. That's going to be interesting to see what... uh, what Austin P does in reaction to that because they had a starting lineup with nine right-handed hitters. Now, two of them are switch hitters. Let's see if they do some more changing in that lineup. Sprong is 6'3", 175, a sophomore from Morgantown, Indiana. Transfer from Howard College. Here's Alexander, the home run hitter. Two-run homer in the first inning, walked in the third. First pitch to him is a strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one. To him a slider. Alexander, Wagner, and Robinson for the Governors here in the fifth. And a shot to left field, a base hit. And the hole between third and short. So the Governors have the leadoff man on. Next up, the left fielder, Jerry That is their seventh hit. 
And the batter is Jeremy Wagner. Number five hitter, he's the left fielder. Has struck out and flied to center. He bunts. Spears tried to catch it in fair ground, but did not uh, make that play. It'll be a foul ball. He did catch it, though. He did catch it. So Wagner will come back. Take his bat and get back in there. One strike to count. Sprung with the pitch and tried to bunt again and apparently didn't offer. Could have fooled me. One ball, one strike. Not that bat stayed out there an awful long time. One and one. Runner leads at first. Ball two is outside. Two and a, two balls and a strike. Basketball action coming up Thursday night. Women's NIT, Middle Tennessee, and Wofford will meet in the opening round. There's a quick throw to first by Spears after ball three was delivered. Bryson Thomas uh, made a nice save, yeah. He saved the Blue Raiders' bacon run that play. That, that, That throw was headed to the corner. So it's three and one now to Wagner. And the pitch is swung on in line just past Thomas in foul ground. I thought for a minute Bryson was going to have him another line drive. Yeah, you notice that runner uh, did not get very far off that base. That a foul ball. Bryson made an effort to catch it just past his outstretched glove. And it's three and two now to Wagner. Three-two pitch outside, ball four. And the first two runners are on here in the fifth inning. Well, these walks drive Coach Toman just absolutely crazy. Now batting the third baseman, Michael Here is Robinson. He's doubled and scored. That came in the second inning. Then he was hit by a pitch and scored a run in the fourth. So we need to keep him off base. Sure do. Coming in the ball game, the Raiders had a uh, strikeout to walk ratio of two to one, exactly two to one. He bunts. Pitcher's going to pick it up, throw to first, and that will retire Robinson with a sacrifice bunt as he moves the runners to second and third. Now batting the center fielder, Skyler. Luna. That kind of takes the double play out of uh, order. So the batter will not be charged with an official bat. He gets credit for sacrifice. Runner second and third. And the batter is Skyler Luna. Infield is now playing in. Just a step or two back of the 
infield grass. Luna has flied to right and struck out. First pitch, a strike call. One strike to the batter, Luna. Right before that play, uh, Coker had been playing in front of the bag, had moved back about two steps behind the bag. Sprong comes set. And a smash, that is a foul ball just past third. They've hit a couple down there that way, and uh, this one, <laughs> first one was fair. Yeah, and I tell you what, if that one had stayed fair, Coker has absolutely no chance at it. So two strikes to count. That was one of those that just got back, got by too quickly. Sprong looking into Spears and the pitch hit. Diving stop, Mabry, throw to the plate. He is out by a mile. Nice play, J.T. Mabry. As he was moving to his right, speared it on one hop, fired a strike to Spears, and Spears put the tag on the runner, Alexander, coming in. I'm not sure Alexander even got to the plate. That will be 4-2 on the putout. For out number two, the runner Wagner goes to third. He is there with two outs. Uh, you'd, uh, it's a lot easier to get out of this inning now, even with that runner at third. First and third, there is a strike call to Koto, the catcher. He is grounded out and singled. And that was definitely a case of if they're not play, uh, playing in, on that play, Mabry is not going to catch the, the runner at the plate. The runner goes. The ball hit to right field. Nagishi is over and will take it for out number three. They started the runner, and Koto sent a, a semi-line drive to right field that Nagishi was able to handle. So in the inning, no runs after a threat. There was one hit and two men left on base. We're halfway home in this game after four and a half. It is Austin P five, Middle Tennessee three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. (sighs) News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. 
to go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Raiders trailing 5-3. We'll have Luke Benson to lead off. Then we go back to the top of the order against Zach Wyatt, who has come out of the Austin P bullpen and has struck out all four batters he has faced. The last two on call third strikes. See what Vincent can do. He's going to try to bunt. And the pitch high and outside bounced off the catcher's mitt back to the backstop. One ball, no strikes. Luke popped out in the second inning or lined out to the second baseman. And lays the bunt down, but it's going to be a foul ball. Down to third base side. Count will go back to one and one. Benson leading off the Raider fifth inning as Austin P leads five to three. It's a swing and a foul tip at the plate. One and two now to Luke. Benson hitting an even 200. Has two doubles and a triple and has driven in three runs this season. Batting for the most part out of the number nine spot. Pitches inside, he has to back away, and it's two and two. Fausto Lopez waiting to hit next. So you think that Wyatt's out there saying, I got him just where I want him now? Two and two. (laughs) (laughs) Right-hander leaning in. Will pitch out of the stretch. And struck him out swinging. Well, that's five strikeouts in a row for Wyatt. And the batter will be Fausto Lopez. Struck out in the first, flied out in the second. Fausto is 0 for 2. Fausto was 2 for 10 in the Auburn series. Pitches outside, ball one. Wyatt done the season averaging something a little over two strikeouts an inning. Now that's pretty, pretty impressive. Here's Wyatt's pitch, misses inside. Two balls, no strikes. To the Raiders shortstop. Outfield still uh, playing fairly deep and straight away. High inside ball three. You know, a strikeout pitcher like this is somebody that you might look at as a closer. But uh, Austin P has three saves, three different guys, and Wyatt is not one of them. Three balls, no strikes to Lopez. And takes the sometimes called the automatic strike. I. <laughs> Don't think that's uh, probably in vogue much anymore. No. More and more players are getting the the green light on three and zero. Oh. Three one is in there for a strike. Three and two.
Full count to Lopez. And the pitch. Swung on and lined oh. to the third baseman. Nice stop down there by Robinson, who snared it before it could find its way into left field. He was on his knees when he caught that ball. So the, the pitcher, Wyatt, is human and can be hit. Two outs in the fifth. Here's J.T. Mabry. Are you trying to say he doesn't uh, strike out everybody? That's right. Mabry's flight out and singled. One for two. Checked his swing, did he? Or did he go around? He did go around, the first base umpire says. Umpire's uh, first base umpire, Nathan Huber. Phil Cundell is the third base umpire. And Jeff Bottoms is the home plate umpire. <clears throat> One strike to Mabry. Pop foul out of play. And it's 0-2. Two. two outs, base is empty. Bottom of the fifth. Raiders on the short end of a 5-3 score. Wyatt with an 0-2 pitch. High ball one. One and two. We mentioned the WNIT game yeah. Thursday night. The Blue Raider men will be in action Saturday in Daytona Beach in the CBI tournament. Now, I don't know if they've matched them up yet or not with an opponent. There's a ball hit foul down the right side, and that one will be out of play. My producer, Jake, tells me it's California Baptist. Did they play that tournament on a single site? I, th I think that's right. Must be. If we're going to play California Baptist in Florida. Here's the pitch. Mabry takes it low in the dirt. And the count goes to two and two on JT. Mabry hit a home run against Austin P. last season. Waiting with a two two count. And hits this one high in the air in the infield. Second baseman calls for it, and it'll be taken down there by Beeman to retire the side. Three up and three down for the Raiders in the fifth. And another perfect inning for Zach Wyatt. Nothing across. We have completed five full innings. Middle Tennessee trailing Austin P. Five to three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized
plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. And we go to the top of the sixth inning. Dustin Sprong getting ready to work his second inning. He had an interesting fifth inning, but he was able to, <laughs> to get out of trouble with no yeah. run scored. So They're uh, dragging the infield. They, somehow another, they got... And they usually get this done quicker, don't they? Big league players have reported, I think, uh, to their respective they have. spring training sites, and we should be uh, having some exhibition games starting probably within the next week or so. I think uh, uh, this weekend maybe, but uh, Cardinals had their first uh, live batting practice today, and uh, Adam Wainwright took the hill for the Redbirds. Coming back for another year. One more year. Well, Molina is back for one year, and I suspect that Wainwright is. They kind of go together. Number nine hitter Beeman will stand in. A switch hitter batting left-handed now tries to lay a bunt down and fouls it away. One strike to count. Beeman has struck out, and he is the culprit who hit our pitcher with a line drive <laughs> for an infield hit which yeah. uh, kind of led to a, a tough inning for Siebert. Pitch is high. One ball, one strike to Beeman. Yeah, if that ball does not hit Siebert, it's probably going to turn into a double play, get the Raiders out of the inning and uh, uh, at that point nothing had scored and would have scored. Pitch comes high for ball two. And we'd still be tied up 3-3. Two and one to Jonah Beeman, 5-7, 174 out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Transfer from Lewisburg College. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Chase that high outside fastball, and the count goes to two and two. Sprung, a tall right-hander, delivers. Ball hit in the air, foul off to the left and out of play. Count holds at two balls and two strikes. Looks like Austin Peay sent along the, the files with their their players' uh, pictures to go up on the scoreboard. Not everybody does that. The pitch. Outside, ball three. Full count, three and two. I like the new scoreboard. I just wish the numbers were a little bigger. <laughs> Full count, three and two, and the pitch. Swung on, hit to right field, and deep. Nagishi going back and will not be able to field that ball. It is out of the ballpark. 
That is a home run for Jonah Beeman, his second of the season, and it will put Austin P. in the lead 6-3 to three now. I think he hits better uh, left-handed, do you think? Switch hitter batted right-handed his first two at-bats against Siebert. So that is the second hit off Sprong in the first run. Here's the leadoff man, Avros. 0 for 2 with a walk. It's now 6 to 3. First pitch to him is high for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Swung on, hit up the middle. That's a base hit. Mabry made a diving effort behind second base. Couldn't come up with it. So a home run and a single to start the sixth inning for the Governors. Raiders have somebody throwing the bullpen, but I can't tell that he's necessarily serious about it. That's the ninth hit for Austin P, and the third off Sprong. And with a runner at first, nobody out. The batter is John Bolton, the shortstop. Well, whoever it was that was throwing uh, has gotten himself a seat now, and somebody is throwing. It's a right-hander throwing down there. Yeah, and he's standing right behind the pole. Time called as Spears out to the mound to have a word with his pitcher. Leadoff home run here in the sixth inning has put Austin P up six to three. And they have a runner at first with nobody out. They uh, just sent Spears out to talk with Sprong. I suspect that's to give this guy down in the bullpen a little bit of extra time to get ready. Both teams come in with similar records. The Governor's seven and ten. And the Raiders 6-10. and ten. Raiders had one game washed out uh, this past week at Alabama and will not be able to make that one up. Pitches outside to Bolton, ball one. Uh, you and I have made that trip to Tuscaloosa, and uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily one I'd want to go back to anyway. One ball, no strikes. Averos leading at first. And the pitch. Ground ball left side. Lopez to second. Out there, no other throw. They get the lead runner. Lopez to Mabry for the force. The ball was not hit sharp enough to turn into a double play. And it uh, when it got to Lopez, it took a, a high hop. So it was, uh, it was not a ball that you could turn into a double play very easily. So Bolton replaces Avros at first base as the runner. Now one out, and the batter is Delancey. He lined into that double play with the bases loaded last time up and hits this one high in the air to center field. Benson backing up a little bit into right center, makes the catch. Four out, number two. And uh, Bolton... 
down there at first base. He's a base stealer. He's five for five in stolen bases. So Sprong needs to make sure he pays attention. Jack Alexander, the batter. The Raiders haven't been able to get him out tonight. Two-run homer in the first inning, walked in the third, and singled in the fifth. There goes the runner. Spears throw to second. It is a good one, but he is out at second base. Throw was a little bit high, but we came down with the uh, tag, and that is going to be all in the sixth inning. As Bolton thrown out Spears to who was covering? Mabry was covering? I think that was Mabry. Two to four on the putout. In the sixth, no runs. No, they got I'm one sorry, run. one run, the home run by Beeman. One run, two hits, and nobody left. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Austin P leading Middle Tennessee six to three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Go to the bottom of the sixth inning, and a new pitcher is on for Austin Peay. Boy, aren't we glad. Get you some numbers in a second. That is Tyler DeLong. He is a big, tall right-hander. Well, he sure is. He's uh, making his seventh appearance. Pitch to Coker is a strike called. He's thrown 10 in the third inning. He's given up three runs, all earned on eight hits, seven walks, 12 strikeouts. He's got a 2.61 ERA, a 1-0 record, no saves. All of those appearances have been in relief. And now he is walking off the mound and stops at the third base at the foul line. I think he wants oh, another glove. Yeah, or? that's what it is. He wants a different glove. I'm saying, wow, one pitch and he's he must have done something. But Maybe uh, he couldn't find his glove when he went out there to, I, to pitch. I, I guess. He wasn't feeling very comfortable. Well, you know, most guys have uh, – Got two gloves anyway. They've got their gamer, and then they've got one in reserve. So Coker leading off. It's a 1-1 count, and the pitch is a strike called. 
And you know, from time to time, uh, you, those gloves have to be restrung. So maybe pop the lace. Here's the one-two pitch. Hits it right back to the mound. Knocked down by the pitcher. Throw to first, not a very good throw, but first baseman Delancey comes up with it, and that is out number one. Coker hit it right back up the middle, and DeLong was able to knock it down, make the play at first. One out in the sixth. The batter is Mason Spears, singled and scored in the first and popped out in the third. Blue Raider catcher standing in. Takes the pitch outside for ball one. When I got here this afternoon, John, the uh, football team was out there on the uh, practice field. They've started spring practice. Spring practice. Pitch inside. Two balls, no strikes. I think we'd take a walk at this point, wouldn't we? They've retired eight in a row. Here's the pitch. Inside, ball three, three and oh. The last base runner was uh, Coker. Back in the third, he hit into a fielder's choice. And ball (laughs) four is all the way back to the backstop. So a four-pitch walk. Breaks the string of uh, eight straight batters retired. I don't think I saw anything that uh, resembled a strike in that at-bat. Now, I've got that as the first walk the Raiders have received in this game. You know, that I think you're right. Uh, Brett Coker was hit by a pitch back in the first, um, and that was uh, that was with two outs. That set up the, the Raiders' three-run inning. I got it started. Swing and a miss by Sanders. Strike one. Runner at first. One out. I think one thing we can say is we're awfully glad that Zach Wyatt is no longer in this ball game. Yeah, he uh, came in and retired six in a row, and or seven in a row. Seven in a row, yeah. Struck out four of them. Swinging strike, and it's 0-2 to Sanders. Bryson Thomas waiting to hit next. A swing and a miss. Struck him out with an outside pitch. Sanders down on strikes for the second time. And the batter with two outs is Bryson Thomas. Singled in the first, struck out in the fourth. That was the sixth Raider to go down on strikes in this ball game. Thomas, big right-handed batter. Takes a big cut that first pitch and fouls it straight back. One strike. Bryson had uh, four out of 13 in the Auburn series. Count one strike to Thomas. And swung on. That ball hit foul down the left side. Got around on it a little too quicker, quickly, and it's 0-2. 
This crowd has done a, a pretty good job of sticking around here. Starting to get a little cooler. The pitch. Fooled him on that one, and he struck out to retire the side. So back-to-back -back strikeouts of Sanders and Thomas, and that'll take care of the Raiders in the sixth. No runs, no hits, one man left. Totals after six for Austin P. Six runs, nine hits. They have left six men on base. Raiders three runs, four hits. Raiders have stranded three. It is six to three governors as we go to the seventh on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods, and Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the eighth inning and a new pitcher on for the Raiders, John. Well, it's the seventh inning. That's hard to read on that scoreboard, isn't it? This is the seventh inning. Anyway, that's James Sells. James will be making his uh, fourth appearance. He's thrown four in the third inning. Giving up three runs all earned on nine hits, two walks, five strikeouts, 6.23 ERA, and an 0-1 record. Sells a freshman from Winchester. Played his high school ball at Tullahoma, 6-1-180. And we'll be able to uh, be our first time to see him. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. First pitch from Sells misses the strike zone. Ball one to Jack Alexander. Leading off the seventh as a strike is called. It's one and one. Alexander was batting when uh, Bolton was thrown out trying to steal in the sixth inning. So he's facing a different pitcher here in Sells. Takes a strike, and it's one and two. Looks to have good velocity, John. Sure does. One ball, two strikes. It's low and away. And the count goes to two and two. Unfortunately, the uh, radar function on the uh, scoreboard is not functioning tonight. So we can't tell you how 
swift he is throwing. Well, the numbers are so small, I couldn't tell you anyway. <laughs> and they don't leave him up very long when it is working. 2-2 two -two is a little tap right back to the mound. Sells has got it, throws a strike oh, to yeah. first. That is out number one. That throw, there was no doubt on that throw. That was a good, strong throw, and Bryce and Thomas didn't have to stretch or kneel or bend. Or You like to see that. One out in the seventh inning. The batter is Wagner. 0 for 2 with a walk. He is flied out and struck out. Lasted bat, drew a walk. Swings and misses at the first pitch. Strike one. Freshman right-hander James Sells on for the Raiders. The pitch. Swung on, tapped to second. One big hop. Mabry has it. And over the first in time. Four out number two. Two up, two down. In the seventh inning, and the batter is Robinson. He has doubled, been hit by a pitch, and laid down a sacrifice bunt in his last at bat. Michael Robinson, a right-handed batter. He's out of Elizabethton, Walter State Community College. Pitch low and outside, ball one. He is a transfer from South Carolina. Now, I don't know if he went to Walters first or South Carolina first, but he's been to both. One strike to count. Sells ready to work. And the pitch. Fastball in there for a call strike. This kid's throwing some heat, John. Boy, he sure is. Two strikes to count to Robinson. Right-hander winds and fires low in the dirt. And it's one and two. Raiders trailing six to three. Austin P batting here in the seventh inning. Swinging a foul just outside the bag at third. And again, Coker with a nice <laughs> stop and foul ground. Returns the ball to his pitcher. If we were playing cricket, that, uh, that would go down in the books. Sometimes when we have a little more time, I'll We'll get into the cricket rules again. <laughs> did we do that once? Yeah, I think we did. That was a long time ago. Outside, ball two, two and two. I had a long conversation one night with a gentleman in, uh, where were we? Salisbury, England. And we were. Strike three call. Talking about cricket and baseball. We'll Hold that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> As Robinson called out on strikes. Good inning for James Sells. Three up and three down. Seventh inning stretch time here at the ballpark. 
As we go to the bottom of the seven, it's Austin P six, Middle Tennessee three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Raiders trailing six to three to the Austin P. Governors. Raiders have won the last two and five of the last six from this Austin P. Uh, group, but uh, Austin P.'s uh, making some noise like they want to change that. Yeah, they've thrown some pretty good pitching at us tonight. Uh, yeah. We uh, we got to the starter. Uh, Three runs on four hits. Uh, and then uh, they brought on uh, Zach Wyatt. He retired seven in a row. Now they've uh, brought on uh, Tyler DeLong, and he uh, he walked a man in the uh, sixth inning, but that was sandwiched around a ground ball and two strikeouts, or sandwiched between. Here's Nagishi to lead off the seventh. He has grounded out and been called out on strikes in the pitch inside, ball one. Yeah, haven't had a hit since the third inning. Now, Austin P has a game tomorrow at home against Evansville. Might affect their pitching choices yeah. a little bit today. There's a strike call, one and one. So today they're playing the Blue Raiders, and tomorrow they're playing the Purple Aces. Correct. This is uh, color week, I guess. The 1-1 pitch is just outside for a ball. Two balls and a strike to the Raider right fielder, Nagishi. Came into the game hitting 224. He's a left-handed batter out of Tokyo, Japan. The pitch. Swing and a miss. And it's 2-2. Two and two. Austin P has a three-game series coming up uh, over the weekend with um, Southeast Missouri. So they will start their conference play this weekend. There's a swing and a miss. Nagishi down on strikes. He is fanned for the second time in the game, and that is one out. 
That's and a uh, third strikeout. Third strikeout for DeLong and ninth strikeout for the uh, for the Governors. So here is Galloway. Jackson has popped out and struck out. 0 for 2. Came into the game hitting 265 with a home run. The pitch outside, ball one. Austin P. Outfielders continue to play very deep. <laughs> they haven't. Uh, there hasn't been an outfield chance since what the uh, the uh, third out of the second inning. Well, two is low to Galloway. Swung on, fouled out of play, and it's two and one. Well, I take that back because there was a, uh, a single to right by J.T. Mabry. Yeah, to lead off the third inning. And that's the last hit for the Blue Raiders. Pitch looked outside but called a strike. Uh, and the count will go to two and two on Galloway. Well, you know, if you come in throwing strikes, uh, you're going to get some of those close calls. There's a ball hit to the outfield in left center. Everybody on a long run, and it's down. It's down on the warning track, and here comes Galloway to third. He will dive in there with a triple. That ball off the left center field wall, and finally a Blue Raider fans have something to cheer about <laughs> down there. They've been kind of quiet for a while, like uh, for, what's that, six innings, I guess. So for Galloway, his first triple of the season, now four innings since we've had anything to cheer about. And with one out, a runner at third, the batter is Luke Benson. No, it's not going to be Luke. Who is no, that? No, we're going to have a pinch hitter. And that is number 30. Wyatt Morgan will Wyatt hit. Wyatt Morgan, yep. So Morgan will hit for Benson. Morgan's a left-handed batter with some pop. And grounds this first pitch foul outside the bag at first. One strike. Wyatt Morgan. Batting for Benson. It's a left-handed hitter for a left-handed hitter. Takes the pitch outside, and it's one and one. Now, what you want to hear, at the very worst, is a fly ball. And you'd like to get it to right field, give that runner a chance to score, make this a one-run ball game. Morgan hitting 244 with one home run. The pitch swung on and a fly ball to right, deep. Right fielder on the warning track, and that one is gone. How about a tie ball game? That is a two-run homer for Wyatt Morgan, and it is now six to five as Morgan with his second home run of the season. But Aros, the uh, right fielder, was playing deep, went to the wall, and all he could do was look up and watch it go. Now we got a new ball game, Dick. 6-5 as the Raiders match the home run by Beeman in their sixth inning. And that gets Trent Siebert off the hook. 
Pitch is outside, ball one. So on DeLong, that's the, he's given up now a triple and a home run. After uh, kind of cruised in that uh, sixth inning. Looked like he was going to be just as strong here in the seventh as he struck out Nagishi to lead off the inning. Now Lopez with a 2-0 count. And Mabry waiting to hit next. Pitch high, ball three. Morgan's home run and Old South Properties home run. They are our home run sponsor. Old South Properties, Tennessee's favorite home builder, an official home builder of MTSU. There's a strike call, three and one to Lopez. So the Raiders with a two-run pinch hit home run from Wyatt Morgan have cut the Austin P lead to one. Fly ball to right, and the right fielder will make the catch that is uh, Everest. About a foot in fair territory. So that will be out number two in the inning. And the batter will be JT Mabry. Now batting the second baseman, JT Mabry. Now with the sun down and clouds covering up there, temperature's going down, down to 62 now. Mabry looks at a strike call, nothing in one. You know, 62 is not bad baseball weather. Not though. for March the 15th, no. Very comfortable. JT's one for three. Had a single back in the third inning. There's a foul to the screen, nothing in two. He needs a couple of two for four, three for five days. Get his... Uh, Get his confidence back. No balls, two strikes. High inside. <laughs> One and two. A little chin music. Yeah. From DeLong. A little bit of uh, a little bit of acting there from uh, JT. I don't think that was as close as it. He wanted to make it look. The one-two pitch. Swung on, hit the right there field. Go. That's going to drop. That is. No, it is not going to drop. Oh, it's wow. caught. The center fielder coming in makes a diving catch to Rob Mabry of a hit and end the inning. So that is all for the Raiders in the seventh. But they come up with two runs, two hits. Nobody left on. We've completed seven full innings. It is Austin P6, Middle Tennessee 5 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. 
Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the eighth inning. It's a six to five ball game as the Raiders on a two run pinch hit home run by Wyatt Morgan and cut the Austin P lead to a single run. Should have a new center fielder out there, John. Yeah, that's uh, number one, Brian Dillingham in center field now. So Luke Benson, the starter, was pinch hit for, and now Dillingham playing center. Sells with the first pitch, bunted. He'll pick it up, throw a strike to first, and retire Luna, who tried to bunt his way on. Play goes one to three for the first out. Here is the catcher, Koto. Single in three trips. He's also scored a run. Top of the eighth inning, six to five. Austin P with the lead. The pitch strike on the outside corner. I like the way this kid throws. Yes. He throws strikes. He's got some zip and uh, he is throwing strikes. Seems to be really calm out there. James Sells out of Winchester, Tullahoma High School, the pitch. Just missed inside, one and one. There's a program that's got a little bit of history to it. That baseball program at Tullahoma. Yep. I think uh, our friend, the late Jack Jolly, did some coaching down at Tullahoma, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. There's a strike call. Took a little bit off and got it in there for strike two call, one and two. Very first game that I ever coached in the high school was at Tullahoma. What a disaster. <laughs> Check this swing on a pitch outside. It's two and two. Yeah, I think uh, there was a 10-run rule involved in that one. <laughs> two balls, two strikes. Just outside ball three. Speaking of... Uh, of uh, the Webb School. Yeah. That you're speaking of. Our, our good friend Scott Hall is the new head baseball Boy, he coach sure there. he is. And uh, what a facility they've got now. 3-2 pitch. Swung on. Ground ball left side. Coker cuts it off. Fires to first in time. Two up, two down in the eighth inning. I'd like to wish Scott a lot of luck. Boy. I think his first game is was being played tonight. I'm not sure, I, but I, I believe it's tonight. Well, it, uh, I They've got a brand-new uh, turf infield. Scott Hall will never have to mine for rocks on that infield like I did 50 years ago. <laughs> Here's Jonah Beeman, and Beeman right now is uh, a demon because he has the home run that right now is the difference in the game. Takes a strike call, nothing in one. He hit a shot to right field in the... Bottom of the sixth inning is the leadoff batter. The pitch. Ground ball right side. Going to be foul. First base coach 
backfields it before Bryson Thomas can get there, and that is strike two on Beeman. Well, I was thinking that was uh, that home run was the tying run, but it's not. So uh, Trent Siebert is still on the hook. I take back what I said. You got to know what the score is, don't you, Dick? Well, those folks' numbers are a little bigger. You'd be able to <laughs> Pitches outside, ball one, one and two. Well, I, I, I am doing a lot better job of being able to see them now than I was a year ago. Two outs, bases empty in the eighth inning, the pitch. A swing and oh, a miss nice. struck him out. And that is a one, two, three inning. The second in a row for James Sells. And we will go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Need a run. Raiders trailing six to five on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning as the Raiders trail six to five, but John, the three, four, and five hitters. Coming up for the Blue Raiders. Well, we've got the guys that you'd like to have. Uh, need a run, need uh, to get this thing tied up, need two to go ahead. First pitch from Tyler DeLong to Brett Coker is outside for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Raiders down 6-5. The pitch in there for a strike. One and one. Old Dominion comes in Friday for a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Swung on, hit high in the air. Yeah, it's going to be a under it. foul ball. It. The first baseman in will make the catch for out number one. Foul fly ball hit by Coker, handled by Delancey. For the first out, and the batter is Mason Spears. Mason tonight is one for two with a walk. Blue Raider catcher in the cleanup spot after a great weekend series at Auburn where he was seven for 14. And lines this one just that's, past the third baseman Robinson into left field. Now that's what we got to have is base runners at this point. 
Second hit for Spears in the game. Third hit allowed by DeLong. And the batter, Nathan Sanders. Nathan has struck out twice after a first inning double that drove in two runs. Sanders got three home runs. He and uh, Spears are tied for the team lead. Yeah, Nathan hit two of them in the Auburn series over the weekend. I think we're going to see a new pitcher here. Head coach Travis Jansen making his way to the mound. Third base coach for the Raiders, Jordan Getzelman. Yep, going to see a new pitcher. Coming in to check with the skipper and see uh, what's going on. Now, we do have a new pitcher coming in from the bullpen. He's going to be a left-hander, Dick, to face the left-handed inning Sanders. So we will take a break while the new pitcher for Austin P makes his uh, warm-up tosses. We'll tell you about him when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com. WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And a new pitcher on for Austin P. will be their fourth pitcher of the ball game. He is a left-hander, Kyle Nunn. Kyle Nunn coming on for his sixth appearance, all in relief. He's given up uh, five runs, four of them earned on eight hits. Five walks, four strikeouts. That's in five and third innings. He's got a 6.75 ERA with no record. So I think what we've got here is uh, a situation. You got a left-handed here. You're going to go for that lefty-lefty. And uh, Sanders hits 333 against right-handers. He only hits 250 against left-handers. So what you're doing is trying to play the odds, aren't you? Kyle Nunn out of Louisville, Kentucky. Transfer from Chattanooga State. Pitches to Sanders. Bit high, ball one. Two-run double in the first inning for Nathan and struck out in the third and the sixth. And facing the lefty, Kyle Nunn. Spears at first with the lead and the pitch is outside for ball two. 2-0 the count. Spears, of course, represents the tying run in this game, which Austin P. leads 6-5. The pitch, high, ball three. 
I don't think this is what the head coach wanted when he <laughs> made the pitching change. No. Bryson Thomas waiting to hit next. 3-0 pitch. Backed him up. Inside ball four. A four-pitch walk. Now, do you stay with him, or do you go uh, go back to the right to a right-hander? The batter will be Bryson Thomas. A single in three trips. He has spanned twice. They've got a right-hander throwing in their bullpen. They're going to have a pinch runner now for Spears. It's going to be number 45. Eston uh, Snyder. Eston Snyder, a freshman out of Franklin, will be running at second base for Mason Spears. Spears finished uh, the night with two hits and a walk in four trips to the plate. So the Raiders get a little bit more foot speed on the bases. And Bryson Thomas steps back in. Forrest Arnold, the Blue Raider first base coach. Jordan Getzelman over at third. They've got some folks on base now. See if we can get them around. Here is Nunn with the pitch to Thomas outside. Ball one. And really, John, he hasn't come close to the plate. No, he sure hadn't. One ball, no strikes to Bryson. Nagishi is on deck. Runners lead at first and second. The pitch missed inside. Ball two. Time called as the catcher, Koto, wants to have some words of encouragement yeah, for his pitcher. Was it 2 0 now? They walk Nathan Sanders. Uh, he hasn't thrown a strike since he's come in, has he? No, he has not. He's thrown uh, six straight out of the strike zone. And I tell you what, if he uh, tries too hard to throw a strike, Bryson Thomas is just the guy that can make him pay. Look at that left fielder. He's even deeper than he's been playing. Here's the pitch to Thomas. Swung and fouled off to the right side. He had a home run cut. He sure did. These outfielders playing uh, Thomas straight up. So there is a ton of room in left center field. Two balls and a strike. None. Looks in for the sign now and gets set. Runners lead at first and second. The pitch. Low ball three. So a walk loads the bases. Line drive to the wall in left center field is going to score two. If they leave the left-hander in, the Raiders would probably counter with a pinch hitter, I would think, for the left-hand hitting Nagishi, who's on deck. We'll just have to wait me. and see how that plays out. Fouled out of play. 
And the count's going to go full at three and two. Bryson Thomas has one home run this season. 364 batting average. Been swinging a hot bet lately. Do you think about uh, starting the runners? The pitch. High no. strike. Call no. strike three, oh. and that brings Jim Tolman out of the Raider dugout. I don't blame him. I do not blame him. I had already started to say high for ball four, but it was a bit of a delayed call by the home plate umpire. And they're going to, uh, they are going to pinch hit for Nagishi. And uh, Toman is uh, still conversing with uh, Jeff Bottoms. So let's see who we have here. We've got uh, coming out of the dugout, Jacob Williams to hit for Nagishi. Jacob Williams, sophomore out of Forest, Virginia. Has got some pop in his well, back. He sure has. They've used him uh, uh, at first base. He was part of that rotation. Uh, and we're now going to see a new pitcher. <laughs> this will bring Travis Jansen out of the Austin P dugout. So let's. We're uh, going to see a right hander. Let's tell you about uh, Jacob here. 308. Has not had a home run yet this season, but he does have a double and two RBIs and hitting 308. And here comes a new pitcher for Austin P. So we will take a break while he takes his warm up tosses. Tell you about him when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates, 615-896-5656. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. The new pitcher coming in for Austin P is Nick Wellman. He is a redshirt junior from Quincy, Illinois. Nick Wellman making his ninth appearance all in relief. Uh, he has thrown uh, seven in the third innings, given up nine runs, all of them earned on nine hits, Five walks, six strikeouts. He's given up uh, five uh, of those nine hits. Five of them have been for extra bases, Dick, including three home runs. 
opponent's hitting 321 against him. He's got a 11.05 ERA, no record, but one save. All right, we'll see what Jacob uh, Williams can do with this right-hander. Runners at first and second, two outs. Nagishi, who was lifted for the pinch hitter, had been 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts. So Kyle Nunn, the left-hander, came in and pitched to two batters. He walked one and struck out one. Yeah, one-third of an inning. Mason, uh, the pinch runner for Spears, is on at second base, and Sanders is at first, and the pitch got away, and the runners do not advance. Ah. That runner at uh, second base belongs to uh, Tyler DeLong, who started this inning. Runner at first belongs to uh, Kyle Nunn. Snyder, the pinch runner at second. The pitch, Williams takes a strike, one and one. Eston Snyder, the pinch runner out of Page High School, a freshman, represents the tying run down at second. One, one to Williams. Off his fist, back into the grandstand area. One ball and two strikes. Six to five, Raiders trailing in the bottom of the eighth inning. There are two out. Wellman, the pitcher, comes set. A swing and a miss struck him out to end the inning. So that will do it in the eighth. No runs, a hit. Two men left. We have completed eight full innings. It is Austin P. Six, Middle Tennessee five on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates, 615-896-5656. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the ninth inning, top of the batting order. James Sells, who has retired six in a row since coming in, will face Averos, Bolton, and Delancey. We should have a new catcher in the game, John. Uh, 
probably, uh, let's see, let me see if I can, yeah, that's going to be, uh, I don't think it's Rudder. Uh, no, I don't think so. Nick Jones is the new catcher. So Jones behind the plate. He is a junior from Coal City, Illinois, transferred from Memphis. Abros takes a strike call. First pitch from Sells here in the ninth inning. And we've got a new right fielder. Let me get a number on him. One strike to count. Pitches outside for a ball, one and one to the governor's leadoff hitter here in the ninth. Six to five, Austin P. leading. That's There's a ball hit to the left side. Coker at third will handle it, makes a low throw and safe at first. Thomas could not come up with it. That will be an E5. First era of the ball game. Uh, Snyder stayed, stayed in uh, to uh, play uh, right field. So that means that uh, Jones will be hitting in that uh, in that seven slot. Here is Bolton. He bunts. Picked up by Thomas, he'll tag the runner out on the way to first base, and that will be a sacrifice for Bolton. They'll advance Averos to second. He is there with one out. We need to leave him there. Here is Delancey. Two hits, uh, no, one hit today and a walk. He's lined out, flied out, singled, and walked. Well, he is a switch hitter, batting left-handed for the first time in the game. Against James Sells. And the first pitch is low for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Raiders had a brief lead in the game after the first inning, three to two. Austin P. tied it in the second. Got two in the fourth and one in the sixth to go up 6-3 as there is a swing and a foul, one and one. And the Raiders came back with two in the seventh to make it 6-5. Two-run homer by Wyatt Morgan in a pinch hitting roll. Closed the gap. Runner leads at second. Pitch is mm. high. Two balls and a strike to Delancey with Alexander waiting to hit next. Looks like the Raiders planning to leave it up to Sells. There's nobody throwing down in that bullpen, at least at this moment. Two balls and a strike. And a swing and a miss. Pulled the string on him a little bit there. Had him out in front, two and two.
Delancey backs out of the box for a moment. Stands back in with a 2-2 count. And the pitch from Sells is swung on. One big hop. Mabry on the outfield grass makes the play to first as the runner, Evros, will advance to third. He's there with two outs. J.T. Mabry throws out Delancey for the second out. Uh, that means if Avros, Avros scores, it's an unearned run, but that's small consolation, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they want to pitch to Alexander. No, they're going to walk him intentionally. So Alexander will get an intentional walk. And that sets up uh, sets up a force play at second. Right. With two outs, first and third, Wagner the batter. Jones out in front of the plate uh, giving the defensive signals. What do you do on a stolen base uh, a stolen base attempt here is what they're trying to figure out. How Wagner is 0-4-3 with a walk. And the batter is not going to be Wagner. It's a pinch hitter. Number, what is that? Number 10. Is that 10. right? John McDonald. No, it's not John. He's a right-handed batter. You sure that's a 10? No. <laughs> it's actually an 18. Ah, there we go. Harrison Brown. Sophomore. Takes ball one. So Brown hitting for Wagner. Big guy, 6'4", out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Jones out again, giving a new set of defensive signs. Brown has started about half their games. He's hitting over 300. Takes a strike on the inside corner, one and one. He's one of those guys that was not in that starting lineup then because of the left-handed starter. 333 with a home run and nine runs batted in on the season for Harrison Brown. Two outs, first and third. The pitch swung on and fouled out of play. It's one and two. Looking ahead to the bottom of the ninth, the Raiders have the eight, nine, and one hitters coming up. Now that's uh, Jackson Galloway, the uh, the designated hitter in that eighth spot. His last at bat, he had the, the big triple off the left center field wall. One ball and two strikes. A swing and a miss. Struck him out, and the inning is over. Big strikeout for James Sells. That'll be his uh, third of the game. He pitched three great innings in relief. Let's see if we can reward him with something here in the bottom of the ninth. We go to the Raider ninth. It's Austin P. Six, Middle Tennessee five on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. 
That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and cheer the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. So we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. It's going to be Galloway, or is it? Let's see, that is, uh, looks like it's not. Looks like that's number, what, 16? 16, yeah. Well, that's Galloway. It is Galloway. Yep. Now, I have a feeling that we uh, might have a pinch hitter for Dillingham. Who took over uh, after Benson was right. was batted for. So, Brian would have been in that uh, spot in the batting order. Yeah, he's in that uh, nine uh, hole. So, here's Galloway. First pitch to him is inside, ball one. They had uh, they had somebody else out uh, swinging a bat. Galloway had that triple in the seventh inning ahead of the Morgan home run, and that hit one him. hit him. The tying run is on in the ninth. Galloway hit by a pitch, and they are going to apparently let Dillingham hit. One for five on the season. Well, we'll see if he's going to be bunting here, John. Uh, what do you want to bet? Tying run at first, no outs. Yeah. Third baseman thinks so. He's in about halfway. I, I, I think I would think so, too. Pitcher Wellman comes set. Showed bunt. Did not go. Uh, ruling by the first base umpire. One ball, no strikes. Dillingham... Uh, has shown some pop, not this year, but uh, in, over his career, he's got two home runs. The runner at first, Galloway leading off, represents the tying run. Now showing bunt. And it's butted foul. One ball, one strike. Now, did they leave the bunt on? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I want that runner in scoring position with, with Lopez at the plate. Basto Lopez waiting to hit next. Jackson Galloway with uh, the tying run at first. Pitch in the dirt. They're not going to have to butt. Ball all the way back to the backstop, and Galloway gallops down to second base. Yeah, now you've got a runner in scoring position with nobody out. That will be a wild pitch charged to Wellman. And it's just one strike, right? Two balls, one strike. Now, uh, you could leave the bunt on here, try and get that runner to third. 
so that he's in scoring uh, at third so he could score on a fly ball. He is going to try to bunt the pitch. But it popped up, and they didn't catch it. The ball rolls into foul territory. That's a fair ball, and runners are at first and third. Wow. Runner did not advance, though. First baseman was coming in and dove for it. Well, you're right. The runner stayed at second. Yeah, that's a, a tough play for him because he uh, he, he can't get caught off base. That's right. So I'm I'm not sure you can fault him. Uh, and and the uh, if you think about the angle, he probably had a hard time seeing what was happening because the play was actually on the uh, uh, the the first base side. Uh, the the first baseman's body was between the ball and uh, the runner at second. Well, it's not a sacrifice because the runner didn't advance, but I think you have to give him an infield hit. The ball was I think they did. Up. It's not an error. Nope. First and second now. Lopez standing in. Yeah, they're giving him uh, Dillingham a bunt single. And now Wellman backs off the rubber. The runners go back to their bases. You'd really like to have those runners at second, third with uh, less than two outs. Fausto's due. He's 0 for 4. Here's the pitch. Takes a strike. Nothing in one. Lopez. An opportunity here to either move the runners along or win the ball game. It's 356 against right-handers. Boy, another one bounced in the dirt. One ball, one strike. JT Mabry waiting to hit next. uh, Fosta only two for 12 with runners in scoring position. This would be a good time to improve that number. And a little tap. It's going to roll yeah, foul. That was a good job of the catcher to make that call. Landed in fair territory, yeah. but trickled foul. Well, he, he was close enough that he could see the way that ball was spinning, and it uh, it was not going to stay fair. So the count goes to one and two on Lopez. The winning run, potentially, is at first base. The tying run. Is it second base? You definitely want to stay out of the uh, the double play here. One ball, two strikes. And the pitch. A swing and a miss struck him out. Went after a, a, a changeup way out in front of a pitch that was never going to be a strike in any case. So that is the first out. And now with one out, first and second, the batter is JT Mabry. And as a single in four trips. JT has uh, struggled with uh, runners in scoring position. So another uh, Raider that needs to have a breakout here. Nick Wellman, the right-hander, delivers. Off-speed pitch stayed a little high, ball one. You know, one of the things that Mabry is uh, good at is going opposite field, Dick. And uh, they're shading that second baseman up the middle. There's, uh, there's hitting room over on the right side. One ball, no strikes. The pitch fouled off his fist. 
back to the screen, one and one. Looked like he was trying to go opposite field on that pitch. Lightning's locker room, powered by textbook brokers, is the place to get your Brew Raider gear. See the selection online at mtsugear.com or at their Greenland Drive location. Lightning's locker room. The pitch. Swung on, popped up. That'll be handled, I think, by the center fielder. It will be caught there. Way too shallow to move the runner. And that is out number two. So, so gonna Brett be Coker will be the last chance for the Raiders here in the ninth inning. Well, he's uh, he's somebody wouldn't mind having up as my last chance. Brett is hitless today in uh, three trips. He's been hit by a pitch and scored a run. That was way back in the first inning. They've moved the center fielder. Oh, well, they've moved him back now. For a while, it looked like they were going to shade him to left center. Swing and a foul. Back to the screen. Nothing and one to Coker. But they've got the center fielder playing up uh, up the middle. But they've got the left fielder. Looks like he's uh, playing a little closer to the line than maybe he has been. So a lot of hitting room in the, the gaps. They're all deep. One strike to count. The pitch. Just outside for a ball. One and one. Uh, you want to try and play no doubles here. Um, a single is probably going to score the runner, or at least uh, I think the Raiders will try to score that runner for th from second on anything that's uh, halfway deep. One ball, one strike to count, and the pitch. Inside, ball two. If you're Austin P, though, uh, uh, that runner at uh, first is, that's the winning run, so you want to keep him out of scoring position. Two balls on a strike to count to Coker. Two outs, two on in the ninth. And the pitch hit off his fist in the right field. Runner on rounding third on his way to the plate. Safe. Game is tied. The ball one hopped off the catcher's mitt. And the runner at third, who was... Dillingham thought about it, but the ball did not get far no, enough yeah, away for yeah, him to score. That, that's a good decision. And now you've got the, the, the ball game tied. And uh, so Coker drives in the tying run. It is six to six. And Nick Jones at the plate. Now, Jones is in the spot vacated by Spears when he was uh, lifted for a pinch runner. He's only had four at bats this season, and he's uh, looking for his first for his first hit. Would be a good time for it. That's right. Oh, for four. You know what would be he good here? Struck out three of those uh, four times. So Nick Jones uh, seldom used. Player 5'10, 230 pounds, transfer from Memphis, has got a chance to win the game here. Well, uh, Nick Wellman has already thrown one wild pitch this inning. A wild pitch would win it. Dillingham, the winning run at third. A strike at the knees to Jones, nothing and one. Threw him uh, an off speed uh, breaking ball. 
Coker, the runner at first. If he tries to steal, they won't throw down. No. Which he probably should do. <laughs> I would think so. The pitch. Low, one and one. On deck is uh, Nathan Sanders. Six to six. We're in the bottom of the ninth inning. The winning run, Brian Dillingham down at third base. Two outs. And Nick Jones, the batter, takes the pitch low, ball two. They've thrown him nothing but breaking balls. Yeah. Two balls, one strike. You know, the, if you're facing somebody for the first time, usually the thinking is the pitch. You throw him fastballs. Three and one. Throw him fastballs until he proves that he can uh, he can hit them. Then you start throwing breaking stuff. But uh, boy, they're going staying. That was the this was slow too, wasn't it? Sanders waiting to hit next. Dillingham leads from third. That pitch is inside. Ball four, and the bases are loaded. And this will bring up. Nathan Sanders with a chance to win the game. He's had a double and a walk in between, struck out twice. Left-handed hitter. Yeah, hitting 333 against left-handers. Facing the right-hander, Nick Wellman. This is uh, the number I like, Dick. Five for nine with runners in scoring position. That's 550-plus. Pitch inside, got away, and the Raiders are going to win the game on a wild pitch. Dillingham scores from third. The pitch from Wellman was in the dirt, bounced way over by the Raider dugout. No doubt about it. This game is <laughs> this game is in the Raiders' win column. Oh. And somebody just got doused with Gatorade. Oh, they sure below. did. <laughs> that is a happy ball club. I don't blame them. They. Uh, they two. fought back and fought back, and uh, they made it exciting, didn't they? Two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning for the Raiders to win the game on a wild pitch. Well, it was a it was a uh, an exciting way to win it. It was a tough way to lose it if you're Austin P. Two runs on that one. No, there were two hits. Big hit by Coker, yeah, which tied the game, and a man left. So. The Raiders, uh, by winning, will improve to seven and ten. Austin P. Losing will go to seven and eleven. Stay with us. We will uh, have our post-game show coming your way next. Going to try to get some comments from down on the field after the game and uh, from uh, Coach Toman. So we will be back with our Blue Raider wrap-up show coming your way next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods, and Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm & Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be True Blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, Bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. All right, this is our wrap-up show as the Raiders wrap it up with a 7-6 win. Over the Austin P. Governors tonight, scoring a run in the bottom, or two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, coming from uh, down six to five to win it by a score of seven to six. We haven't received the box score yet, but uh, unofficially, the final totals for Middle Tennessee seven runs, nine hits, and one error. The Raiders left six men on base, and for Austin P., six runs. They also had nine hits, no errors. And they also left six men on base. And James Wells gets the win, his first as a Blue Raider. He is now one and one. Three very good innings of relief. No runs, no hits, a walk, and three strikeouts. That walk was an intentional walk. It was. And uh, Sells will be the winning pitcher. And the losing pitcher, uh, tough luck loser, Nick Wellman for 
Austin P. as uh, he came in to try and close out the ninth inning. Did not get the job done, and the Raiders win it by a score of 7-6. to six. Yeah. Well, Wellman had come on. Uh, uh, the Raiders were threatening in the eighth inning. Had runners at uh, first and second, and uh, they brought Wellman in. He got the strikeout to get out of that inning, but then in the uh, the ninth, he had trouble throwing strikes and hit a batter, walked a batter, a couple wild pitches, and that uh, uh, that was the uh, the deal. We got an interview, right? Uh, Carson Herbert uh, down on the field is going to get some comments from. Uh, Coach Jim Tolman, so we're going to feel, Carson, if you'll look this way, we're going to send it down to you. Go. Done somehow. to get him in the lot a little bit. I haven't been able to get him in as much as I would like, but uh, I think he threw him a curveball kind of hung over the middle and he drove it pretty good. So proud of him. That's not a in his game and obviously late coaching his favorite to hit to out hit. I saw someone on Twitter the other day and some team said that uh, we're not crashing and burning. So I told the guys that want to play as hard as you can and have fun doing it. We're competing with them all the time. Well, I apologize. We're our our uh, microphone down on the field is just not performing uh, as we would like for it to, so we will uh, have to dispense with that. And we will take a... Uh, Take a break, and when we come back, should have some final totals and highlights for you on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Ah. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, 
standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread, proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And welcome back in for our Blue Raider wrap up show as Middle Tennessee defeats Austin P by a score of 7 to 6 in a in dramatic fashion scoring two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. The game totals are as we gave them to you 7 9 and 1 for the winning Raider numbers 6 9 and 0. Oh for Austin P and John you can recap some individual numbers uh, from absolutely. our official box score which we just got. Uh, absolutely uh, on the Austin P side nice game from uh, Jack Alexander uh, he goes uh, two for four, uh, two for three a uh, couple of walks scored a run and that run was uh, that home run in the uh, the first inning that uh, put the uh, the governor's on top two nothing uh, before we'd even come to the plate. Uh, hitting star though for uh, uh, for uh, the governor's in addition to Alexander was uh, the number nine hitter, and that was uh, Jonah Beeman, and he goes two for four, scores a run uh, with an RBI, and that run uh, was the home run that put him on top. Six to it was what six to three yeah. when he hit that home run. Over on the Raiders side, uh, uh, J.T. Mabry one for five, Brett Coker one for four, and that one was a big one because that's the one that kept things going in the ninth inning. Uh, Mason Spears two for three, he keeps hitting. He raised his average tonight. Uh, he's hitting four seventeen on the year now. Uh, Nathan Sanders. Uh, he was at the plate uh, when the winning run came over on the wild pitch. You felt that uh, you had a pretty good chance of scoring some runs, though, with him at the plate. He was one for three tonight. Uh, Bryson Thomas, one for four. Jackson Gill- uh, Galloway, a, a big triple. Uh, he was one for three. And then, uh, of course, uh, uh, Wyatt Morgan, uh, the pinch hit two-run home run. So those are the pitching stars, or the hitting stars, uh, for the Raiders. Of course, the the run scored on a uh, the winning run scores on a wild pitch, 
And that was off of Nick Wellman, who was the sixth pitcher of the evening for Austin P. Jacob, uh, let's see, uh, Jacob Weaver was scheduled to start, did not pitch, and he was uh, pulled about 15 minutes before game time. Colin Luce made the start, went two and two-thirds innings. He gave up three runs on four hits, uh, no walks, one strikeout. Zach Wyatt uh, came on for uh, uh, Luce. I thought he was uh, really outstanding for the Governors. Went two and a third, uh, retired all seven men he faced, uh, striking out five of them. Tyler DeLong uh, came on. He went two and a third for the Governors. Gave up uh, two runs uh, on three hits, one walk, three strikeouts. Kyle Nunn comes on a third of an inning, walks one, uh, strikes out one. And then Nick Wellman came on uh, uh, in the uh, eighth inning with two outs, got a strikeout. Uh, but then in the ninth inning, uh, uh, gave up uh, the two runs on two hits, a walk, two strikeouts. That's a big number, uh, that the strikeout number. Uh, if, uh, if the Blue Raiders had fallen, you have to look at that and say, ah, they've struck out 12. Uh, it's really tough to win uh, when you strike out uh, 12 times. But on the other hand, you got uh, uh, some pretty good pitching uh, late for the Raiders. Trent Siebert starts, goes uh, just four innings, gives up uh, five runs all earned, on six hits, three walks, five strikeouts. Dustin Sprong got uh, tagged for one run. That was uh, the Beeman home run. He goes two innings, gives up uh, three hits, and uh, walks one. James Selzo, and you mentioned him, Dick, comes on a really, really nice job. Goes three scoreless innings, walking uh, no hits, walks one, strikes out three. And I think it's only just that... Uh, James Sells was around to get the win. He's now 1-1, one one, as you said. Nick Wellman takes the loss. He is 0-1. We played this one in two hours and 58 minutes, and we go home a winner. So the Raiders win it and are now 7-10 on the year. Austin P is now 7-11. and 11. Old Dominion comes to town on Friday, 6 o'clock of game. For the Raiders and the Monarchs, first conference series of the season as Old Dominion uh, has been in the top 25 nationally off and on for the first uh, four or five weeks of the season. And they will bring a good experienced ball club and the defending Conference USA champion uh, into Reese Smith Field this weekend. Saturday game starts at 3 and the Sunday game listed at 11 a.m. So uh, we will have uh, radio for you on Friday as uh, that will be a 545 start, 6 o'clock first pitch. We will have streaming on Saturday, streaming only, and then uh, we'll go back to radio, I think, on Sunday, depending on uh, the basketball situation. So All right. stay tuned. Well, Raiders win it by a score of seven to six. John uh, enjoyed working uh, this one with you, and uh, always enjoy it when it win when it's a win. Oh, I, I, and uh, this is my first win of the year. So uh, after a couple of uh, losses, won at uh, Belmont in that one uh, last week against uh, 
a week before with uh, Lipscomb. So glad to have the win and glad to be back in the booth. Let's go wrap it up here as the Raiders, Raiders win it 7-6. to six. Our studio producer has been Jake Wallman. For John Callow, this is Dick Palmer, and thank you so much. We'll see you with women's basketball on Thursday night. More baseball on Friday night on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.